0: Before we get into the show tonight, we did just want to say our thoughts and prayers go out to the Mississippi State and Westmoreland family. Mississippi State freshman lineman Sam Westmoreland was found dead at 19 years old. Uh, cause of death has not been announced yet, but Will Rogers, Mississippi State's quarterback, tweeted out, Rest in peace, Sam. It's okay to not be okay, but we can always do more no matter what is going on. Hail State, forever, brother, brother, till we meet again, 78. And if that is the cause of death, uh, we would just like to say, If you are going through something, it is okay to not be okay. Call the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline by dialing 988 or even texting 988. That is an option. And if you are in a good spot but want to help, a good charity to reach out to is our friends over at Craft Brood Sports are working with their friend Joe Hall, who is walking across the country currently to spread awareness, mental health awareness. So head over to Hall across the country, see what that is, and donate if you can. One, two, three. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals. So they hired someone who
2: killed Stu. Yeah, the LSU way.
0: Just gonna put that out there, just so uh, we don't get
2: sued. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment, but but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament.
0: It, none of it matters. Texas A&M's going to go eight for this year, and half
2: those kids are going to transfer. Are you sure? And we're back. Karen. how you doing, pal? Well, <clears throat> Kevin, you and I both know that we did not have the best of weeks, so we are just going to uh, drink our sorrows away, probably.
0: It is rare that we both have bad weeks. Actually, is it? Did Did Penn State win last season after, or the same week Alabama played A&M?
2: Uh, oh, I don't know specifically. Excuse me, specifically. Maybe. Maybe Let's they see. did. This is a whole brand new question that we didn't even. Yeah, I'm curious about this. Oh, I think I remember we both did say that. I mean, granted, Penn State lost a lot more than Alabama, but they lost in the same week. That'd be great. That's what I thought, because I think I remembered us doing a show where we were both sad. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
0: Penn State and Iowa were undefeated, (laughs) and uh,
2: Iowa beat them by three. Oh, so yeah. So yeah, we've had uh, our big sad week. So, if – it doesn't
0: matter who they're playing. If Alabama's playing earlier in the day and they lose, bet on Penn State
2: to also lose. Yes. I, I mean, think that's what we learned. I think, well, no, well, I Penn think we State just was found a money at, hack. Penn State was playing at noon, so.
0: Okay, well, going forward then.
2: If it, if right. it happens. Okay, okay, if it happens, yes. Although right. the last two – I don't know. But
0: if it happens, that's how you make unlimited money. Yes. Just explain to the wife – Alabama lost. I'm taking out a second mortgage, putting it all on Penn State's opponent. It's it's a guaranteed win. Exactly. Like it there's there's nothing that can go wrong. <laughs> but yes, Kiernan and I are both sad. Kiernan, do you want to talk about your game first or do you just want me to go into my rant? Uh
2: <laughs> let me talk first because I feel like yours is going to be far longer and more upsetting. So uh Penn State played like absolute shit which kind of uh is unsurprising and when i say that i mean uh we said a few weeks prior that if uh Penn State is above 11 in the rankings they will lose their next game and if they're uh anywhere between 18 and 11 uh they'll they'll win their next game and anything above that they'll lose I don't know really what happens between 18 and 25, but essentially uh, 11 to 18 is that sweet spot. Uh, they got knocked down. Uh, we'll talk about this later more in more in detail, but they got knocked down to 16. So the, the assumption is that they will now win their next game. Uh, so, it, it, and, and Penn State's performance was terrible. Michigan looked a billion times better than them. Uh, it, and there was, there was apart from the pick six, there was literally nothing to be happy about.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, My thoughts on the game, I want to put a caveat on this. I don't think Alabama played particularly well. Bryce Young played well. Uh, but outside of that, ah, a lot of drops. A lot of bad coverage. DeMarco Hellams was torched, giving up going five for seven, 120 yards and two touchdowns. And they kept dropping him into coverage as in man coverage. It was insane. Malachi Moore gave up two receptions on two targets for 87 yards and a touchdown. Terry on Arnold, five catches on seven targets for 78 yards. Uh, Brian branch, two catches on 14 targets, 14 yards and a touchdown. Chris Br- Braswell, one for one, 11 yards and a touchdown. So the defense didn't play well. Offensive play calling was, suspicious at best as it has been all year, but a lot of drops on offense. It was not pretty to watch. However, we were still in this game. And when your team gets blown out, I don't think it's fair to blame officiating.
2: Oh boy. Here we go. Here
0: (laughs) Here we go. A bad call here. There is not going to be the difference in 35 points. Agreed. Um, a bad call can be the difference of three points. Uh, Bryce Young, Targeting is the one thing they call so fucking happily every time. They're like, targeting, 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 because they can review it. The one time a player leads with his head and drills Bryce Young's face mouth the Crown of his helmet, no, there's no targeting there, didn't call it to review it. Uh, I saw tweets, if Will Anderson did that to Hendon Hooker, he'd be led out of the game in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> and Alabama submitted that to the SEC offices, and I haven't seen – The statement made by the SEC, but other people have. And they said that the SEC said, yeah, that was targeting. We fucked up. Uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, interception late in the game. Uh, I believe it was... We were up at that point by 7. Returned it to the 30. He picks it off at the 5. Gets to our, like, 35-40. The back judge throws the flag after he's already ran 35 yards. It was insane. And I'm not saying this was the sec or the ncaa wanting alabama to lose i'm not i mean i don't think that's the case i never really think like oh they're out to get us we're alabama they're not out to get us however i will blame this on incompetence fair uh this same officiating crew last year was at the alabama texas a&m game alabama lost that game i don't remember explicitly anything absurd about calls. I know there were some not great ones, but nothing too egregious off the top of my head. If I'm wrong, let us know in the comments of this. But you know what game they were at? What game? The 2020 Auburn at Ar- or Arkansas Auburn game where Bo Nix fumbled the snap, turned around, spiked the ball behind him, and Arkansas falls on it, but they blew it dead immediately, calling an incomplete pass okay. because it didn't reach the line of scrimmage.
2: Yeah, I I'm convinced just by those three separate interactions that they, th- those refs are definitely betting on the games. Oh, 100%. most likely.
0: Yeah. They also were then suspended by the SEC after just that the- Arkansas Auburn game.
2: Oh my god! Because yeah. the
0: end was that bad. Yeah. And I saw some people. The ref did his hand thing, and then put his arms down like he was doing a fist bump. A lot of refs do that. I don't think he was celebrating. Uh, he might have been, like Karen said, they might have been betting on this game. But, yeah, no, it was terrible. Like, yeah. the officiating was fucking terrible. That can easily lead to a three-point swing. Alabama still played like shit, but we're in that game. That might be the worst Alabama game I've ever seen. Uh, uh yeah, maybe. It, it, since, at the very least, since I've gone to college. Since I've been to college. Okay, yeah, fair enough. So since 2015, I would say top to bottom worst. Until next week when they fuck up against Mississippi State, then that's the worst game ever. Yeah, right. But it was also, the Tennessee players, Josh Hypel deserve to win that game. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they didn't play a good game, that they were bailed. They were in that game regardless of the rest screwing over Alabama a few times. The Tennessee fans, however, did not deserve to win that game. There are reports, uh, a paralyzed former Alabama player who was at the game because his son is an assistant coach on Tennessee, poured drinks on the guy after Tennessee won. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but Barstow Alabama posted some DMs they got about people swearing at him. Like some kid, his parents rushed the field, left the kid in the stands. And the kid's an Alabama fan for some reason. I don't know. I, I mean, smart kid, but I don't know why. <laughs> People are swearing at him, telling him, telling him to fuck off. And yeah, he's 16. He's not like a five year old, but still, that is a child. Uh, it, it was just bad. Uh, Tennessee's also poor. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, Kevin. The the University of Tennessee is poor. Uh, they're 80s, smoking a cigar at the game. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. We'll pay the fine because it's a hundred thousand dollar fine for rushing the field for your second offense. Uh, They set up a GoFundMe to pay for the field. (laughs)
2: That's funny. (laughs) Now, some are
0: taking it as, oh, they're just trying to raise money and they're using it this way because they know fans will donate that way. No, they're poor. I'm just, they're fucking poor. (laughs) This is their first taste of success in a while. They're new rich. So they're worried about the bill. Alabama has a fucking helicopter to drive the field. Alabama's old money. And I had so many more points. Oh, Alabama fans are still the worst, by the way. I'm I'm just, I understand I'm part of this, but uh Conway Vinny at Conway underscore Vinny on Twitter. Go follow him. He's fucking hilarious, but tweeted something out that he saw. Should the SEC have Alabama and Tennessee redo their game in case it was a fluke? Uh it robs the tide of truly accomplishing what they're capable of. I spent the last few days in pure disbelief, and it just doesn't make sense to me. I spent the entire regular season watching the tide play great. No, you fucking haven't. If you have yeah. watched any Alabama game, I think this might be a troll job by someone else, but still, if the tide lose again, I will face the Tennessee deserve the win, but I'm just hundred percent sure it was a fluke and does a big disservice to Alabama and the sec. Uh, some people are saying the goalposts that were thrown into the river need to be pulled out because they were three inches short or something. So it, the last field goal wouldn't have counted. Uh, the what? Celebra- that, I don't is, fucking- that is look, bogus. Is. I preface this by saying Alabama fans are still the worst.
2: Oh yeah, Jesus, you guys. I'm aware. I I, I would argue, Kevin, despite the the whole al- uh, tossing beer and swearing at the 16 year old. That Alabama fans after that loss were more unsufferable to deal with than... oh, no, they were. Did I ever end did I actually ever end up sending you that Snapchat, by the way? Which one?
0: Uh the one where I was clearly drug swearing about how your team sucks.
2: I think so, yeah. I just okay. I was I was at a bar, I couldn't really hear it that well, but I do remember you say like something along the lines of Penn State sucks, but you know, I mean, fair. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I, um... really argue with it. I don't I don't remember setting that, but
0: I remember opening my phone the next day and just seeing a video saved from Snapchat that I had taken apparently. Gotcha. Um also Auburn fans, shut the fuck up. Your program's on fire. Yeah. You Penn State texting beat you, me, you yeah. need a new kicker boo. No, you need a whole new fucking administration. Yeah. Penn State beat you, Auburn. Calm down. It's ridiculous. Also, my favorite tweet, though, that I saw, Alabama has the best coach in CFB history. They have every financial advantage because Tennessee's poor. Um, They have the SEC offices hand them breaks left and right, but they'll never have this feeling of guys rushing the field. And then someone replied, just a picture of the strip after Alabama won the national championship. (laughs) Like, we don't rush the field because we expect to win. But that doesn't mean we don't celebrate the wins, you know. Yeah. Once we make a natty, the thing you haven't sniffed since nineteen ninety eight. Fucking hate Tennessee, man. They're the fucking worst.
2: I had I had something for this. I was just gonna say it, it was something about Auburn. I think shit, not forgotten.
0: <sighs> Is it about their coaches' extramarital affairs? No. All right. Well then you're better than the Auburn administration. Congrats. Awesome. You're a better person than Auburn's boosters. Uh, Karen, is there anything else you want to talk about this game? Cause I just went in pure emotion.
2: Well, actually, oh yeah, there, there was one thing I wanted to say. So I was, I was at a bar, you know, I, I, am, I live currently live in Pennsylvania and I was at a bar and I, it, it, wasn't a bar that you necessarily go to watch sports i mean there was sport there was all the the games on but they're you know low-key stuff it was more of a restaurant type thing but it was really funny to see because i'm sitting there and i am I had uh like an appetizer or something and i'm eating away and i'm looking kind of at this at the uh, tennessee alabama game that's kind of off to the side right because it's the sec so you know not that many people from uh, pennsylvania care about that but I I can see everyone it's getting down to you know uh 5 or 6 minutes left and I see people start you know their eyes start working over to the Tennessee Alabama game and they're like oh can Tennessee do this can can they actually pull this off and then it was even made even sweeter by the fact that when they he made that last field goal Everyone did a silent cheer. It wasn't like an out, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you're at Tennessee or anything going nuts or, you know, woohoo, but it was kind of like a fuck yes, finally they lost. And it's not I like said- last year. It's not like last year when they lost to Georgia, who were just like unstoppable on defense. And that loss was almost, I don't want to say expected because that seems like I'm diminishing Alabama's achievements last year more than I actually am. But it was almost like I'm not terribly surprised that georgia beat alabama but the tennessee thing was like a fucking yes let's go that's fair yeah
0: that, that's 100 fair i'm i'm not one of those because there are some people not many but some are like oh why does everyone hate alabama well they win all the time and their fans are the fucking
2: worst i mean yeah you can literally say that for any dynasty that that wins constantly any, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. It, you will hate the team that, you know, wins all the time. Yeah. It, it,
0: that's, that's why I'm, I never get people like, why is everyone celebrating Alabama lost? Now I do think it's funny. Teams will use this like, oh, you lost to Tennessee this year. Yeah. Okay. They're the number, they were the number six team in the country. what your, oh, your team went five and seven, five and eight. Yeah. All right. Well, at least you have something to celebrate, I guess. But I mean, I don't know. On to, on to Mississippi state, I guess. Very Bill Belichick-esque oh. answer for you. <laughs> Although, Nick Saban's threatening to bench players. Ah,
2: that's a he bad was, look. He, I, he was no, furious like, on the sideline.
0: Well, because number 34, there's a punt. Nobody touches it. He just dives on it, can't get the fumble, and then Tennessee recovers it. So, that's what I mean Alabama was just fucking up. It wasn't explicitly on the refs. But but he he didn't name players. He wasn't like, oh, well, DeMarco Hellens is getting benched. JoJo Earl is getting benched. No, he was like, there are some guys on the team who are complacent. They need to learn that their positions are earned, not
2: given. Which is a fair response to such a crap showing. Yeah. Specifically on defense. But I digress.
0: Yes. I also think if Bryce Young wasn't our quarterback, we'd
2: be... In way worse for wear,
0: yeah. We'd be what, like what? What week? It was just week seven. We'd be like yeah. five be... and two, yeah, four you'd and be three. Five and
2: two. You'd be five. You would have lost to Texas.
0: I, I think we might have lost to Texas if Quinn Ewers was playing.
2: Well, yeah, actually, maybe.
0: Hudson Carter, one leg was dominating. <laughs> what
2: the fuck was they?
0: How are we going to stop Quinn Ewers on two legs? <laughs> Uh, So I think that um, A&M might have been a loss. That game was ugly. So, yeah, we would have beaten Utah State, um, Louisiana Monroe. And there's one more game that I'm probably forgetting Vanderbilt. Three and three. So maybe three and three. Yeah. Just an absolute shit show. You know who else lost this weekend, Kiernan? Who? Uh, Colin Coward's Golden Boy, Lincoln Riley in the USC fighting Trojans. Thank God. I have hated the sucking off that Lincoln Riley has gotten. Especially from Colin Coward. Colin Coward's the worst.
2: Yeah. But he, he makes so many wrong takes. So like we're bad, but we're inexperienced. He's like been on the air for forever. And everything I feel like he says in week to week is just wrong. I think part of it is, and this gonna be said for a lot of old media,
0: they're trying to get into hot take clickbait culture. They don't believe a lot of this stuff they're saying. They just say it because they know it'll get clicks. We believe everything <laughs> we say on this show. That's Okay, that's fair. That's fair. If you go, that was a horrible take. Yeah, it was, but it is my take. Like, that is what I actually believe. Yes. So, but yeah, um, Utah, the balls on Whittingham. Going basically, yeah, if the clock, he said after the game, yeah, if the clock was winding down, we were going for two anyway. Didn't matter. Love it. it incredible. A lot of shaking up this week in the AP poll. Uh, Karen, you want to get into the AP poll? Yeah, sure. We'll, we'll do that a little early this week since we're talking about all these impactful games. Seriously. Let's get into it. Others receiving votes. Purdue at 95, LSU 87, UCF in South Carolina 13, Kansas with 12, Oregon State with six, James Madison with six, Maryland with five, South Alabama with four, Liberty with two, then Minnesota, Florida State, and Arkansas with one. Oh, we might have beaten Arkansas too. Maybe, maybe not. Not sure. But anyway, there's the other seeing votes. Karen, and any
2: thoughts? Kansas, what a fall from grace. Rip in peace the Kansas Jayhawks season. Yeah, seriously. All came crashing
0: down. Like, the two two teams that I think America was rooting for, Kansas and James Madison, both falling. Yeah, it was rough. Just, Just sad. Just sad. All right. On to the actual top 25. The Tulane Green Wave at number 25, Mississippi State at 24, North Carolina State at 23, North Carolina at 22, and Cincinnati at 21. Fun fact, Tulane has an SEC championship more recently than Vanderbilt.
2: Oh, really? Damn it. Yeah, Tulane.
0: Vanderbilt's never won the SEC. Tulane won it like three times in the 30s and 40s.
2: Damn, that's nuts. That's actually hilarious. That's my favorite fact yeah. about SEC football.
0: Uh but I I don't really have strong feelings about this, honestly.
2: Yeah, I I kind of I mean I understand Mississippi State's and uh, NC State's kind of fall down to the bottom of the table. I mean they both lost eight spots. I mean, like a five and two team, I you should be unless those those two losses were like really really close, you know, a nail biter, one point or three points or something like that. But like. NC State got beat by Qs last week like badly. What was it? It was 24 uh 24 to 9 I think it was. I might be getting that wrong, but
0: which game sorry I was reading something.
2: Oh the uh Syracuse versus uh NC State. Yeah, 24 to 9 uh Syracuse yeah. Syracuse won. So like it, if that was like a a, you know, a 23-24 loss, you could kind of be forgiven uh i mean you'd still lose places in the ap poll but you can kind of be forgiven for that but like that's just a that's just bad
0: yeah that i mean i agree with you i think i don't know i i percent agree with everything you just said i don't know why i'm fumbling with words right now um next up texas at 20 kansas at 19 Illinois at 18, Kansas State at 17 and Penn State at 16. Um good to see Texas back in the top 25. Uh, yeah. Nice to True. put another True. top 25 win on Alabama's resume. Uh, <laughs> nice little bounce back for Kentucky. Uh that's going to be short-lived they're playing
2: at Tennessee next week. Oh. Or gosh. this week. Tennessee can- Tennessee can't lose next week. They can't lose. No, because they cannot. If 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 they lose, they're getting dropped out of the top twenty-five. Yeah. Eh. Okay, they... below twenty then.
0: If if Tennessee loses, yes. No, if Tennessee loses to number eight, nineteen Kentucky, they're dropping to like six, seven, maybe. Really? Yes. All right. Because it's not like, this isn't like a Texas thing where they were unranked, played a close game against Alabama, and then jumped in the top. They're, they were number six before this week. or before oh, so last just go week, back rather. down? Yeah, let's go back down to like around where they were. Okay. It'll look worse for Alabama, but. But, I mean, also, 18-17, love it. Illinois, Kansas State, keep doing whatever the fuck you're doing. I am. I'm loving this. This is a insane season. Kansas was ranked. You have Illinois ranked. You have Kansas State ranked. Beautiful. I don't like the madness that happened in Knoxville, but
2: uh, Kiernan, any thoughts on Penn State at 16? Uh, no. I. Well, actually, yes. I. That's a, that was a stupid statement. Yes, I do. I think they should be lower. That was awful, awful, and I have no. I I don't know where to begin. It there was bad play calling, bad execution, the defense clearly didn't work. They didn't stop um, the run game, or I I felt like they didn't stop the run game of Michigan at all. Um, And we couldn't get any offensive production out of our run game. Michigan shut it down early and often, and that's and like we have three really solid backs at Penn State, and none of them did anything. So that's that's just my two cents on the matter.
0: That's fair. I think, though, Blake Corum is a monster. And yeah. and then also Donovan Edwards just going off in the ground game was unexpected, not unexpected, but kind of sucked for Penn State. But you made J.J. McCarthy look not great, so that's something.
2: Is that really a win after a 41-14 to uh, 14 loss?
0: Um, For you, no. For America, yes, because that means J.J. McCarthy, like, maybe Michigan's actually not that good, like everyone was saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Uh, I just want to be right, honestly. <laughs> I think J.J. McCarthy has the potential to be good, but I don't think he's great right now. Yeah. Um, uh, But that's fair. I think because Michigan's kind of overranked right now. And they might not be. This might be. Penn State's a good team. This might be like, we're all wrong on Michigan. But yeah, true. I'm, I'm not surprised they didn't drop super far. Um. Next up, 15, Utah and Whittingham with his giant balls of steel. Uh, number 14, Syracuse. Number 13, Wake Forest. Number 12, USC. And number 11, Oklahoma State. Um, I, I don't know. I think Oklahoma State maybe could have fallen a little bit more, but TCU is also a good team, so it's a toss-up. I don't—one thing, and I understand why it works this way. One thing I don't like about the AP poll is Utah just beat USC. Why is Utah— below USC with multiple teams in between. Like if USC was 12 and Utah was 13 and the Polars was like, they got them on a bad day. We can't really drop them further or we can't really put Utah further down, but we still think USC is a better team overall. I can get that, but I hate when these teams win and there's a
2: massive gap between them. I mean, it is only two spots and I would argue that Syracuse and Wake Forest kind of deserve 14 and 15 or 13 and 14 respectively.
0: I think I would argue Syracuse deserves 12. Wake Forest deserves 13. Utah deserves 14 and SC USC deserves 15.
2: Well, thank goodness you're not on the AP poll then.
0: Oh really? You think USC is that you think the pack being six and one in the pack 12 is
2: better than being five and one or six and oh, in the ACC. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying like, you not being on the voting committee for this actually helps you have a talking point and something to bitch at. Oh, I would
0: bitch about it. Even if I was a voter, cause I would <laughs> vote this way and then complain about it. Everyone else voting is a fucking idiot.
2: I mean, well, I can't knock you there. That's probably something you would do. So,
0: well, I mean, if I had a vote, I, that would be one poll compared to the rest. So it wouldn't impact much.
2: No, I would you, still vote. Yeah, but you do it out of spite rather than out of, I don't know. You would just do it out of spite. Yeah,
0: I, I do 99% of the things I do in my
2: life out of spite. So Good. Have a live life. Yeah. Pro tip uh, for all you youngins out there. live life, Live your life purely based on spite. If you are trying
0: to find the motivation to do something but can't figure out how, find someone to say you won't do it or can't do it. Let yeah. the spike carry you home.
2: Oh, it does. It works
0: wonders. No, it's great. Great motivator. Uh next up, number ten, Oregon. <laughs> number nine, USULA. Number eight, TCU. Number seven, Ole Miss. Number six, Alabama. <laughs> um I'm gonna I hate saying this. Alabama should not be
2: the number six team in the country. What should they be? I don't know. Eight, nine, ten. Ooh, that's low. That's that's awfully low, Kevin.
0: I mean, look, you can't struggle to win a majority of your Power 5 games at the beginning of the season, then lose the biggest game of the year and be the number six team in the country. I don't care. If they dominated everyone else, then lost close to Tennessee, yeah, put them at six. It's fine. But you can't almost lose to Hudson Card on one leg and Hayes King who was fucking benched the past two seasons, and expected to the number six team in the country.
2: I mean, fair enough. It's And I, I, I do actually find it funny that you, that you would say, like, they should be eight, nine, somewhere around there. Because, like, I, I think because we have the bias of those are our teams and because they played so poorly or this, that, and the other thing – it's like, oh, no, they should be lower. You know, we, we don't want to show bias, but I think they were shit. And so I'm telling you this this way because that's how, it, that's how I feel at this particular moment.
0: Oh, I don't think you should drop a team super far after one close game, but I think after two close games against inferior opponents and then a close game you lose, yes, you should not be the number 16 in the country.
2: We'll see how they fare against Mississippi State. That'll be the real test.
0: Yeah, Alabama, after, like, every single one of their losses since 2010, I think, they've had Mississippi State the following week and dominates them, so. Good luck. Good luck, Pirate Chip. Let's go, Mike Leach. (laughs) Uh, Also, though, this sets up my dream, Tiernan. Oh? An all-SEC college football playoff.
2: Uh... Okay, how, how do you figure? All right, we'll get
0: it through the rest of the top five, and then I'll break it down because it involves okay. the one and three. Okay. So Clemson at five, Michigan at four, Tennessee at three, Ohio State at two, and Georgia at
2: one. Any thoughts? Uh, yes, uh, I think early on, uh, we definitely slept on Michigan. Uh, the way they absolutely shut down uh, Penn State this weekend is a testament to how good they actually were uh i would i can't wait to see how they play against michigan state because they notoriously fuck up against them so i'm hoping that that's just a huge L for them but i mean i i think we or at least i accidentally uh accidentally slept on them too much early in the season
0: other than that no
2: no comments
0: that's fair. Um I I think I'm out at Ohio State being a top 3 team. Oh. Uh they should be top 4 easily, but I think they should be number 4 or number 3 at least because I mean, look, they're having a good year. They're 6 and 0. Offense looks great. They haven't played a current top 25 team. True. They haven't played a team currently above 500. Two of their wins are against Arkansas State and Toledo. Four of their wins come against teams at the bottom of the Big Ten and Notre Dame. <laughs> what? If we're going to treat Michigan like they haven't played anybody, they shouldn't be ranked this high. We should do the same thing to Ohio State. I don't think... Uh, and I know Alabama gets us a lot. I'm not... That doesn't count because I'm a hypocrite. But I don't think just because you did well in the past, you should be ranked highly again. Like, that's just... Unless you're Alabama. But, but besides <laughs> that, also, uh, CJ Stroud throwing the same amount of pass attempts or having the same amount of pass attempts as Spencer Petrus for Iowa is hilarious to me. How many attempts did he have? 100, they both have 121 attempts on the season. Oh, wow. CJ but... Stroud has 21 touchdowns and like three interceptions on those. Spencer Petrus has two touchdowns and four interceptions.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of goes to show.
0: <laughs> hilarious. And Brian Ferenc can't see the benefit of going to the backup. Oh, beautiful. Never change, Brian. But. On to my dream of an all SEC college football playoff. They'll never do it because people will be pissed, but I would love it if, like, a couple years before they go to 12 teams, just do all four SEC. Because let's say you have, let's say Tennessee beats Georgia in a couple weeks. Let's say it's a Tennessee Alabama rematch in the SEC Championship if Alabama beats Ole Miss. At those are the only losses. Alabama wins the SEC championship. So you have 11-1, uh, I think, 11-1 Georgia, 11-1 Tennessee. Georgia's only loss is to Tennessee. Tennessee's only loss to Alabama in the SEC championship. Ole Miss's only loss is to the SEC championship, and Alabama's only loss is against a team in the SEC championship. This would also have to have Ohio State lose two games. Michigan lose two games. Clemson lose a couple games. But it's possible. So I think I'm starting to talk myself into losing to Tennessee was a good thing to meet <laughs> this end.
2: All the stars are aligning.
0: It's beautiful. It, I love what a plan works out. I love when the, the masses freak out over SEC bias. I need this to see everyone's heads explode.
2: Oh, yeah. It's all coming together. <laughs>
0: exactly oh it'd be awesome or i want three sec teams and then ohio state and i want ohio state to get run off the field in the semifinals
2: i would i would appreciate that
0: i think that would also be very fucking funny like they're close games throughout except the so let's say it's like georgia or let's say it's tennessee ohio state alabama georgia Alabama runs Ohio State on the field. Georgia and Tennessee play close. One of them wins. And then it's a close game for the national championship. Oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be so funny because they used to go, it's not SEC bias. We're just that much better than y'all.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get it. I need this. I
0: need this, Kiernan. This, Ugh. I we have found my will to live after that loss. And it is pure delusion.
1: I mean, what isn't?
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, But also, I, d- I would like to point out a tweet I saw this week. Brian Olaju, uh said, happy Tuesday. I only have to remind you this every once in a blue moon. But if you're feeling upset this week, ask yourself, are you actually sad or are you sports sad? And if you're sports sad, acknowledge it because sports sad can turn into actually sad really quickly. So, yeah. So, I'm sports sad. We're addressing it. We're moving on. On to our week seven review. Alabama took an L on the field. I took an L in the standings. Damn right. First up, we also, Kiernan stabbed me in the back. I picked Pete. I picked Penn State in solidarity with him. And then he just picked Tennessee. <laughs> that was your own mistake, Kevin. I did nothing. Dick. Dick, you know I hate the Harbaugh's. You know I would never pick them. <laughs> uh. First game, I didn't put the scores at the bottom, but we're just going to go through real quickly. Anyway, I was sad when I was putting the spreadsheet together. Uh, Penn State at Michigan. Uh, Penn State, Kieran picked Penn State 34 27. I picked Penn State 35 20. That didn't fucking happen. So I lost, or we both lost. Yeah. Uh, Bama at Tennessee. I picked Bama 49 to 10. Kieran picked Tennessee 34 31. Final score was 52 49. I'm surprised I remember that after I blacked out. Uh, but Cannon picked Tennessee, so he wins that one. NC State at Syracuse. Cairn picked Syracuse 24 18. I picked NC State 28 to 20. Uh final scores 24 uh, to 9. so Cannon won that one again. Uh, finally, the Rio Grande Classic, I think it's called New Mexico at New Mexico State. Cannon picked the Lobos 27 to 20. I picked the Lobos 20 to 17. The Aggies won. So we both lost there. I went 0 4 last week. It's just like week one all over again. Kearon went two and four, so Kiernan is up thirteen to eleven. It was a big week for me, Kevin. It was a terrible week for me, <laughs> just in all sense of the word. Uh, so we're going to move on to our week eight review. Review, not review. We review next week. First up, we got Ucla, number nine Ucla, at number ten Oregon. Kickoff's at three thirty at Outson Stadium in Eugene. Uh, Oregon's a minus six with a 70 and a half over under Karen. What are
2: you thinking? Uh, give me UCLA on this absolute lovely run that they've got going under Chip Kelly. Um, it is still Chip Kelly coaching there, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I For some reason, I had a moment of doubt and I was like, oh shit, is he actually the coach? Oh, anyway, uh, give me UCLA 28, uh, Oregon 21. I don't know what to pick on this could because
0: my thing is always eventually the wheels fall off with Chip Kelly. He did pretty well to start in the Eagles and then everything went to shit. I, everything I, doesn't what Yeah, I get that. I don't think this is the week. But also everything necessarily doesn't go to shit for him in college. At Oregon, he didn't he wasn't fired. He left to take an NFL job. So I'm gonna go. I'm going to rock with Oregon on this one, though. I think Outsen's going to give them the boost they need. Oregon, 38, UCLA, 35. 5.35. Uh, Next up, number 20, Texas at number 11, Oklahoma State. Kickoff's at 3.30 at Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater. Texas a minus six with a a 64.5 over under. Give me the Longhorns, baby,
2: 42 to 30 all right very respectable choice uh i'm also going to take the longhorns i think they're on a bit of a resurgence uh not having quinn Ewers back uh give me texas uh th- let's see what's the over under here uh 64 thir- and a half yeah 35 30 i don't know why i'm just going over it but hey I'm, yeah. close to, I'm closer, I, I get it, so.
0: Oh, we don't do who's closer to the over-under. We no, 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 it's, no, no okay. I,
2: personal thing, personal thing. Okay. I, I would, I'd feel better if I got it.
0: <laughs> okay, fair. Number 17, K-State at number 8, TCU. Kickoff's at 8, this is a late one. At Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, is a minus 3.5 with a 58.5 over-under. Kiernan,
2: who you got? Uh, I think TCU is on a on is on a roll. Uh, I think K State is slightly on the back foot, so I'm going to take the home team. Uh, let's go with uh, 37 28. Okay. I was
0: going to go with TCU, but I, I feel like I got to mix it up. I feel like because we're we agreed on Texas, we agreed on two last week. Gotta mix it up, you know what? You know what? The thing about being on your back foot is, Kiernan? What? You can launch better for a good knockout punch. Uh, yeah, i sure. State, twenty four to twenty two. And next up, the Hawaii Golden Rainbow Warriors or Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Yeah, Rainbow Warriors. The Hawaii Rainbow Warriors at the Colorado State Rams. Two of the. Worst teams in college football. Kickoffs at four at Canvas Stadium in Fort Collins. Colorado State's a minus four and a half with a 46 and a half. Give me Timmy Chang and the Rainbow Warriors. Gonna go with Hawaii 35 to 12. That just seems like a weird score that could happen.
2: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, was Colorado State, or was it just Colorado that got their first win last week?
0: Um, Ah, that I do not know.
2: Right, I f- They're both fucking terrible. (laughs) Yeah, they are. I'm pretty sure it was Colorado State, but before I make my pick, I want to look up just to be sure. Uh, Colorado State
0: beat Nevada last week. Or, yeah, last week. Two weeks ago. They didn't play last week. Wait, no, that can't be true. Uh, No, they got their first win two weeks ago. They lost to Utah State last weekend. Okay,
2: that's fine. Uh, I would like to see Colorado State with another win, Uh, so I'm going to go with 24 15 Colorado State. I, what was that? I, 2415? Yeah. Okay. Uh Kevin, you are awfully confident with that over under. <laughs>
0: yes, uh, it's Timmy Chang and the Rainbow Warriors. <laughs> okay. Good luck. That would be a great band name. Timmy Chang and the Rainbow Warriors. Timmy Chang and the
2: Rainbow Warriors. It's not bad. Well, what what genre of music would they would they play? Um, a little bit I indie think, funk or something like that? I think like a soft rock reggae fusion. Yes. Yes, I see it. I see it.
0: I, I think with the name and the Rainbow Warriors, you've got to. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So Timmy Chang and the Rainbow Warriors will be touring around the country in the coming weeks. So look for their first concert. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that over under now. I don't know if I trust Hawaii to put up 35.
2: Yeah. That's why I was saying it.
0: Nope. We're going with Timmy Chegg and the rainbow warriors. I can't, I can't say Timmy Chegg and the rainbow warriors five times. And the first time was so much enthusiasm and then back off of that.
2: Yeah. You gotta, you gotta stick to your guns.
0: Yeah. And also it, if the final score is Hawaii twenty five, Colorado State 22. That's the over. So I still win. Fair enough. Can either team score over 20? I don't know. But we're gonna <laughs> find out this week. Oh boy. We are going to get into Karen, you want to do dog of the week first or do you want to do Heisman odds first? Uh let's do Dog of the Week. All right, we have Dog of the Week. This
2: is how we do it for the dogs!
0: Dog of the Week is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com. Promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. Uh, Kevin, you want to go first
2: or you want me to go first? Uh, I'll have you go first, Kevin.
0: Okay. Uh, Usually usually we talk about who our Dogs of the Week are first to make sure they're not the same. Oh, I I assure you they're not. (laughs) I don't care. This week, my dog of the week is the man, the myth, the legend, Tanner Mordecai. He not even dominates. The final score was 40-34, to but he was so good early in the game, it couldn't get Navy a win after putting up 20 in the fourth quarter. He threw for three touchdowns, 336 yards, rushed for 74 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown run was a 60-yarder outrunning all of Navy's defense. And the level of petty amongst the service, not even service guys, the branch of the military is amazing. Uh, The U.S. Marine Corps recruiting off or Twitter account sponsored the clip of Tanner Mordecai outrunning the entire Navy defense. So
2: more people saw incredible,
0: incredible Tanner Mordecai dog of the week.
2: Absolutely. Jesus. I didn't even know about the, the Marine Corps thing. That is... It, you know, it doesn't surprise me, but it is still fucking hilarious. Just unbelievable. Yeah,
0: I saw and just laughed for way too long. And that's part of the reason he's my dog of the week, because the U.S. Marine Corps is petty, and I love it.
2: Fair enough. Uh, My dog of the week, and I was I was kind of conflicted about this, because I, I, I if I say this, I'll be doing it two weeks in a row. But it's a whole team, and it's the University of Tennessee. Uh, just for no other reason than for beating Bama and then having an absolute field day, uh, you know, rushing the fields. The fans went nuts. So, and especially the kicker. Um, and Kevin, please remind me of his name because I've forgotten it already. I have it saved my phone, but I can't find it. Um,
0: Kiernan, you think I remember anything from that game?
2: Oh, uh, fair enough. Anyway... Uh, Tennessee's uh, kicker with an absolute knuckleball at the end. I don't know, was it deflected or it, it was they it, was... it was blocked? Okay. Deflected. And they think
0: they think it was missing. It was also McGrath. Byron Young blocked it, and they think it would have missed or not Byron Young. I forget who it was. But yeah. and they think it would have missed, but yeah. The block but made I, it
2: going. Regardless, it was absolutely electric uh to have not. That it, not that it wasn't. It was a poor kick, I guess, to to begin with. But the fact that uh, he had an umph on it, you know, a little enough power on it to get it through the blocked hand and knuckleballed it over the over the uprights is just absolutely amazing. So University of Tennessee gets my dog of the week. That's fair. That's fair. I'm looking up who blocked it
0: because. Uh, and I'm glad that it and of course Outkick doesn't fucking have who blocked it. They just have talking about whatever. Anyway, yeah, Alabama blocked it and it went in. I would have lost my shit if that if they the block worked. Uh but there's your dog of the week. This is
2: how we do it for the dogs!
0: All right. Speaking of dogs, let's talk about some dogs from all season. We're gonna go through some Heisman odds and talk about the likelihood of these players winning it. We're just going to go through yeah, maybe all of them. I don't know. This is from VegasInsider.com. CJ Stroud currently sitting at the best odds with a minus 110. Do you buy this, Karen? And do you think he has far and away the best odds in the
2: country? Um, uh, I'm, I'm kind of... I don't, I don't know, to be honest with you, the reason is, is because yes, he has performed well, but I don't think it's been like all that, you know, like there are definitely players who have equaled him in terms of their capability of, uh, running and passing. So it's one of those things like he, he was one of the, he's essentially one of the quarterbacks who hasn't, doesn't have a loss yet. And I know uh, Hendon Hooker of the Tennessee volunteers also doesn't have a loss, but he was coming up from kind of like the outside and making uh, a run for it. You know, like, you know, a a horse in the Kentucky Derby was on the back foot at the beginning of the race type thing. I think that, you know, Caleb Williams hasn't had that all that good of a season. And I think just CJ Stroud is like the, best of the rest so i don't necessarily think he'll get it unless he performs super well the rest of the the year
0: that's fair i think he can lock it up uh if they don't lose and he keeps playing well he can lock it up in the michigan game he needs to have that the heisman moment
2: yes yes and like Bryce i agree Young's would last come in, year come in the michigan game has to yeah
0: it has to be a big moment in a big game that's close. Like Bryce Young last year leading Alabama down the field to tie it up against Auburn with in like 30 seconds. That was his Heisman moment. C.J. Stroud needs that in the Michigan game. Agreed. Uh, Hendon Hooker has probably already had his Heisman moment if he can just keep playing well, beating Alabama and do, playing well doing it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Caleb Williams is going to get it unless he yeah. starts really pedal to the metal. Yeah. Blake Corum at plus 1,200, could be an interesting name to watch. I know you don't want to talk about him. But he's he's playing well, and he has been all year. And he's got a young, inexperienced quarterback, and he is leading the offense on games where uh J. Jim Carthy really is struggling. So I, I like Blake Corum as a potential long shot.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's perfectly reasonable to put... Put twelve hundred on him.
0: Uh, I'm trying to see if there's any shockers. Bo nicks at plus five thousand. He should be plus fifty thousand. I know mm. he's been playing well, but it's Bo nicks He's going to fuck up. DJ still being top ten bothers me.
2: Yeah, he's really not that good. He's played fine, but I it
0: he should yeah, but not Heisman worthy. Fine. No, no. He's he's been a a good quarterback on a winning team. That's really yeah. it.
2: Yeah. So how do you feel about Bryce Young and his odds? Like, do you think it's too high? Do you think it's too low? Is it one of those situations where uh, he is doing the best he can under Bill O'Brien? Like, is, is I, do you think if he had a different offensive coordinator that he'd be doing any better?
0: No, I think okay. if he had a different offensive coordinator, he would be doing worse. Because not on the field in terms of odds. Because if he still had Steve Sarkeesian, if he had a uh, Lane Kiffin, the offense would look smoother, and it would be well. He won it last year, and he has he still has a great Alabama offense around him. So of course he's doing well. We're not going to give it to him again. I think this year the magic that he has pulled, he is the reason we were even in that Tennessee game. He's the reason we've won. A, we won against Texas A and M. He's the re, we, he wasn't in the A and M game. I'm a fucking idiot. Uh, he's the reason we won against Texas. He's pulling magic and shit out of his ass every week with bad play calling with receivers who aren't that good and a good running back. And he's doing whatever he can to drag Alabama to the cultural playoffs. I think it would look easy, and it doesn't look hard because he's making it look hard. It looks hard because the offense is so bad. I think if it looked easier, people go, well, yeah, he won it last year, and he's good. So, like, what the fuck do we expect? I don't think it'd be much lower. I think it'd be plus 2,000, same as Dorian Thompson-Robinson. But I think with how bad the offense is, it makes him look better. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, And it looks like Will Anderson might be the token defensive player invite this year. Uh, yeah. I also want to complain about something real quick. Do it. Alabama has been called for holding like nine times this year. It's an undisciplined team. They're not playing to the Alabama standard. They're holding. Alabama opponents have been called for holding like twice, and those were both against Vanderbilt. You're telling me Bryce, or not Bryce, Will Anderson, Dallas Turner, Jaheim Oates are not getting held ever? It's fucking ridiculous. It's so stupid.
2: do you think that off my chest? Do, do you think that's because they expect those players to get by? Like, is it an expectation that Alabama players will figure out a way to uh, maybe avoid holding, like, uh, avoid another player holding them? Or do you think it's just garbage calls? I think it's just garbage calls a lot of the time. Yeah, but. Uh, because that, like if that, you're that kind in of, a, that kind of begs the question like how many garbage calls can there be in a season? Like if you have one uh, bad game of consistent terribleness, that's that's one thing. But the only two holding calls, like, were at Vanderbilt, where you know they're not expected to put up any fight against Alabama, and definitely need to struggle for their offense uh, trying to keep out Will Anderson and, and the like, like. Uh, What's where's the cutoff is essentially what I'm asking.
0: Oh, I'm and I'm not saying that Alabama's defensive struggles are on the hold. I think Will Anderson, if he wasn't held most of the, a lot of the time, the the defense would look better. But I'm not blaming the defensive struggles on that. Uh But no, he's been put in headlocks and they don't call it.
2: Mm, fair enough.
0: Like I don't care how that impacts the outcome of the game. That's bullshit. And if yeah. you aren't paying attention as the line judge, you shouldn't be a ref. You should not be a D one referee. You should be. Fucking refereeing Pop Warner.
2: Yeah. Just want to get that off my chest. Yeah, let those little kids get injured, not these grown men with NIL deals. Not even injured, just let those kids aren't
0: <sighs> fucking going to the NFL draft next year. <laughs> Will Anderson is. <laughs> Who gives a shit that Lil Timmy is getting held He's getting C-T-T- by a 46 by a 4 6? 130 pound third grade. Who cares? Uh
2: right, Karen, you want to talk about quarterbacks this week? Yeah, I did. So there was a statistic uh that I saw that somebody made a graphic of, and it was about all the quarterbacks and their basically their stat line for this week. And I was reading through them and it's it was it's so weird to see to see this many quarterbacks do this well and so for instance right uh holton allers uh ecu uh one against usf uh 465 yards six tds no interceptions uh and four rushes for nine yards so that doesn't matter but you know the 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 stat lines for these guys are ridiculous. Max Duggan, TCU, 302 yards, three TDs, no interceptions, five rushes for 116 yards, and two TDs. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, UCLA, uh, 315 yards, three TDs, no interceptions, uh, one rushing TD. I mean, these stat lines are insane. Jaden Delora, Arizona. Uh, 484 yards 6 TDs no interceptions. Uh like the I'm I'm on this uh pro f- football talk network. They did like the top 50 quarterbacks of this week and it like the the stat lines are insane. There's almost there's barely any interceptions. There's loads and loads of, you know, TDs, a bunch of rushing TDs as well. So this was the week 7 was the week of the quarterbacks and it was unreal to see and i i, mean, I don't know what the issue is or what the how why this happened but it was nuts
0: what the issue is defenses are bad but no i'm happy <laughs> to see quarterbacks never get recognition i'm happy to see them finally get some praise but no I, I i'm very curious why like you are that why quarterbacks decided this is the week that we're gonna step up and
2: dominate yeah it it's bizarre i i like, these, these are stat lines that you'd be proud of at any at any level of football. And it's just, it's mind-boggling to me. And, yeah, there are some interceptions here and there. Like, you know, Jake Paddock uh, threw two interceptions. Yeah, but he also threw for 403 yards and three TDs. I argue that, you know, that's an acceptable ratio of interceptions for the whole game. So, yes. yeah, it, it, it's nuts.
0: Nuts. Insane. I love it. And let's check in on. Oh, he didn't play this weekend. Spencer Petrus would have gone off if he played this weekend.
2: <laughs> six TDs, six rushing TDs, 100 oh, points.
0: I, his last game, though, I just I, I didn't watch this game. I watched part of it. Uh, Illinois beat Iowa 9 to 6 and Spencer Petrus went 18 for 36 for 170 yards. And a touchdown. great quarterback play. He just add him to that list, too, for this week. Fair enough. Sorry, I just thought that was hilarious. No, it, it is. I, I love Iowa's offense. But, yeah. Um, Oh, Kieran, did you... I know we talked about before the show, but did you see the news about Scott Frost? I did,
2: but let's explain to
0: the, so the listeners. For, for those who didn't see, Scott Frost, before the season, renegotiated his contract, basically, for lower buyout. It was so ridiculous. Lower bounty on his contract overall. And he had some requirements. That if he reached these goals, he would just revert back to his old contract and he would do great. The requirements were make a bowl game. That was it. Win six games, we'll go back to paying you $10 million whatever the fuck we were paying you. And he couldn't do that. (laughs) Couldn't even make it three weeks. How bad do you have to be at your job for them to go, hey. This is the bare middle, like mediocre play is all we ask. And we'll give you 10 million dollars. And he couldn't even do that.
2: You do almost feel bad like for him. Well, hold on. Let me finish. Would you for a second? I do almost feel bad that he wasn't able to get through a few weeks of college football and that it was so bad that despite a renegotiated contract, they said, you know what? After three games, we've seen enough. Goodbye. Like, I I just feel like there was plenty of time left in the season for him to win six games. Would he have won them? I don't know. But if that is your bare requirement is to get to a, a bowl game I feel like you have to give the guy the season. I, I think it's also funny that
0: they if they had waited another three weeks, even if they're like, yeah, we're firing him, they could have halved his buyout.
2: Yeah. And
0: they're like, no, get this man away from our program.
2: No, but I mean, what? we talked about it last week, about like you want people gone as soon as possible so that the, when the next coach comes in, it's uh, more continuity from the season prior. That was yeah, like a and, big argument last week or two yeah. weeks
0: ago. Yeah, and I mean, some of the coaches who are on an interim basis go on to win a national championship, like Ed Orgeron, who started at LSU as the interim That's head coach. But would you have felt worse? Do you feel? Would you feel worse for Scott Frost if he had made it through the season, improved greatly, has won five games going to the last game of the season, and then a bad break loses him that sixth game? Or, or do you think you feel worse for him uh, now that he wasn't even given yeah, the chance? Yeah, no,
2: that's, that is That is a good point. That is a good point. I would rather see him. I think I argue... Oh, excuse me. I would argue that it would leave... I, he would lose dignity if he missed that final sixth game to get him into a bowl game. I, I don't think he would recover.
0: I... That's fair. I also don't feel bad for him for two reasons. One, Trev Alberts, uh, Nebraska's AD, didn't want this in writing. He just wanted this to be a verbal agreement. Hey, if you win six games, make it to a bowl or revert it back to the contract. And then he said, no, I want that in writing. So no one would really know about this if he... Didn't get it in writing. Played out the year, and then if he had won five games, really turned the season around. I don't think he would have been fired, and then we wouldn't be talking about this. We'd be talking about why is Nebraska keeping ski, keeping Scott Frost? I know they got hot, but they won five fucking games, right? Which I think would be better for Nebraska and Scott Frost.
2: Yeah, I, I think, and and that's that's always kind of the thing. Like from from an employer's perspective, which the AD essentially is, he's like. I really don't want to have to commit to this and just like lose it all. It's like, I'm willing to do it on the DL so that neither neither side gets embarrassed. Right. It's basically like I'm offering you this chance to improve your stock, improve, you know what you're going to do and we'll reevaluate at the end of the season But at the same time, if you don't improve this and you want this in writing, you're gonna look like a complete fucking moron. So, uh, you know, I think the AD was also trying to shield Frost. But at the same time, I think Frost did it as a level of security for himself, so he can say, "Oh, look, I did it. This is legally binding, or whatever." So it's you know, it's a, it's a,
0: yeah. I'm all for getting security, and but I and I think. Lady was probably still going to honor his word. And then after Scott Frost came out, he didn't recruit. He didn't really care about recruiting. And then they was like, I right, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, makes sense. But I don't, I don't know. I think this actually might help Nebraska find a new coach. Why? So earlier in the season, I was like, well, this looks bad for them. They fired Bo Pelini. He was doing pretty well. there. not great, but pretty well towards the end. He did well before. Uh, to bring in Scott Frost. And so what is that going to tell every potential coach? If you do well, we're just going to fire you and bring in a former player who did well in group five. But now it's like, hey, our expectations are make a bowl game. We don't care if it's the Cotton Bowl. We don't care if it's the GoDaddy.com Bowl. Just make a bowl game. And I think those low expectations will entice some up-and-coming coach who maybe hasn't gotten the shot out You know what? Low chances of win or low expectations, decent chances of recruiting well because it's Nebraska, and they'll pay me a shit ton of money. Yeah, I'll go to I'll go to Lincoln. Yeah, it sounds like a job for Matt Rule. Oh, Matt Rule to Nebraska or Bill Mm. O'Brien. Oh no, not Bill (laughs) O'Brien. No, I mean not Bill O'Brien. He's too valuable to this team. (laughs) Please don't take him away from us. I would miss him very much every day. I would Cry My walls would sleep. miss him too. My walls like the holes that are in them now. They <laughs> they want more, and if without Bill O'Brien, they wouldn't get that. So, uh, but in all seriousness, do you know what I've talked myself into based on how the Alabama season is gone and the Patriots season is gone? What have you talked yourself into? I want Bill O'Brien to be the Patriots' ex offensive coordinator. No, please, God, no. Yes, that's what I want. It'll Don't give him player happen. personnel decisions. But also my dad, I was talking to my dad about that, and I mentioned he's like, do you really want that? I'm like, well, first off, it's better than a failed defensive coordinator slash head coach and a failed special teams coach slash head coach as offensive coordinators. And also, I care more about Alabama football than I do the Patriots. By a lot. So, and he looked at me weird because I grew up a Patriots fan like him,
2: but... I, right. I have a, I have a feeling, Kevin. That's that's more of a like an age thing where it's like you get far enough out of college where you kind of stop caring about your college. I don't know where your dad went to school. I mean, uh, not a D one school. Okay, well that's part of the I reason. I don't think I don't think it's all that a matter. That's part of the reason. Actually, now that I'm saying this, I'm thinking like, wow, I'm a fucking idiot because Penn State fans are fucking diehards. It doesn't matter when like, and I'm sure it's the same for Alabama but Penn State fans are diehards about Penn State. I think it's a region thing. That too. That too. Where you went to
0: school impacts my dad went to school in Massachusetts. Where do you go? Fuck about, I'll tell you later. Mm -hmm. They don't give a fuck about college football here. That's true. Yeah, BC is sometimes good. Sometimes barely. Yeah. But they, they don't care that much. The Patriots have been better for the last 20 years so people care more about that uh harvard yale people haven't really given a shit about that since the war to end all wars for christ's sake so no one cares rutgers is bad syracuse is usually bad they're good this year so i think penn state like pennsylvania is where the first state you hit while going south and west where people really start to care more about college football yeah because you have Pitt, you have penn state then you have Maryland, which their fans are weirdly passionate more about basketball, but,
2: yeah, but then no, you but hit, no, they, they, their fans are passionate about football. Like, the, yeah, the, the they, select they, group are, are super.
0: Yes, super. They fan. have they have more basketball fans, but their football fans care more, I think, than yes, the majority of their basketball yes, fans. Care. Yes, yes, I agree. But but then once you leave that, just going south, you have Virginia with Tech and University of Virginia. Then you have North Carolina, South Carolina, all down the south. And then going West, you have Ohio state, Michigan.
2: Yeah.
0: The Iowa. fucking entire Midwest, Iowa. They all are crazy about college football. Uh, Probably for most of those States, more than the NFL. I think Penn state will find a healthy mix or Pennsylvania. You'll yeah. find a good mix. People care a little bit, like a lot are passionate about college football, a lot are passionate about the NFL. And then as you get further out yeah, from there, yeah, it's yeah, definitely all college. Yeah, I agree. But so, yeah, um, That was a nice little tangent about the NFL. Yeah, But that's our show for this week. Uh, Hopefully our teams do better this weekend because I do not want to deal with that again. That was painful. Uh, We'd better win the fucking Iron Bowl. Uh, Next week's show, same time, we're not announcing a missed show for once, but we will be having JD on, formerly the Corner Booth. He's an Ohio State fan. Ohio State is playing Penn State next weekend, so that's why we're bringing him on. We're going to ask another guest. We have Kelsey Coyne from Hilo Sports coming on. I think it's Hilo. Is this show? Yep. Hilo Sports. I should know that. Thumbhead. He's an Auburn fan. We're having him on Iron Bowl week, rivalry week. So I scheduled him first, Kieran, if that makes you feel any better, and then went, well, let's have some fun. Let's bring an Ohio State fan on for Penn State game. Yay. Yeah, you'll like him. JD's a good guy. He's the one Ohio State fan that I like. That's saying something. He's also like the only Ohio State fan that I actually know and talk to, but I like him. He's a good guy. So check it out next week. Karen and JD are going to go at it. I cannot wait. I'm not going to be the only one screaming on this podcast for once. Oh, God. I have
2: nothing to show for it, Kevin. I have no, just... a 2016 Big Ten championship and it's fuck all from there. Just bring up the Whiteout game and your
0: 500 record in it. It'll
2: go good. Oh, yeah, whatever.
0: Alright, everyone have a good weekend. Stay safe. Don't drink as much as One, I did during two, the Tennessee three. game. Three. So they wanted a stable presence, a guy without a lot of scandals, so they hired someone who killed
2: Steve. Yeah, at, at the LSU way. Just going to put that out there just so uh, we don't get sued. Yeah, I, yeah. well well, thank you for that. I'm not sure whether I should be offended or taken as a compliment. But, but you know, go on. Put them both in a jousting tournament.
0: It, none of it matters. Texas a and going to go 8-4 this year and half those kids are going to transfer. Are you
2: sure? Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.